At long last. We're back, guys. What the fuck? We were out of commission for a week and a half. You wouldn't believe the week and a half we've had. We fucking had to pack all of our shit into a storage unit and drive 12 and a half hours across the country from New York to Chicago while it was it was driving, blasting rain the entire time we were on the road. That's true. We Particularly nearly died. Ohio and Indiana. I think the entire states, those two states, raining the whole time. And the western half of Pennsylvania. We nearly fucking ran into a lady going 65 miles an hour in a pickup truck. On yeah. the highway. We it's a, a miracle we're still here. Again. This is the second near death by car that we've talked about on the podcast. Damn, I wish I remember the name of the town in western Pennsylvania that that was, that that happened in. Because, man, it was the shittiest town in the world. That we've ever been to. Yeah, yeah. just a miserable fucking depressed, like, hellhole in the middle of nowhere. And we had to, it was because we were just, we had pulled off to get some fucking gas. And then on the, like, there's a stop sign. It's literally there's like two highways it, like separated by a stop sign and one of them has an overpass that is built such that you can't fucking see what's coming to you as you're trying to pull on and like make a left turn onto the fucking highway. So I make a left turn like all, you know, lazy like and out of absolutely nowhere this fucking woman in a pickup truck comes speeding at like 65 miles an hour, nearly straight into us. Both of us have to like swerve like to the left and right to avoid one another. She pulls off the road. I pull into the rest stop. Fucking Kelsey ends going like, stop the car, stop the car, stop the car, stop the car right now. That's not true. I said, um, cause I had earlier been like, be careful. And you were like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> wait, hold on. And so then when we got in the car crash That's and the woman finally drove away, I was like, it, our cat started meowing and came out of her bag like, what the fuck is going on, you two? And I was like, yeah, Butternut, Daddy wants to kill you and his whole family. And then he bitches at me for criticizing. And then <laughs> I was like, right. I need to get out of the more... car right now. That's I need it. need to get out of the car right now. That's I was like, it. nope, just stop the car. I'm getting That's out right. right now. That's right. So I pulled over the car so that Kelsey could get out and basically like shake <sighs> like a like a like a animal that had been hunted by a fucking predator. Uh, which is exactly what you should do, by the way, in that situation. We read a whole book about it. Yeah. It's called The Body it Keeps called? the Score Yeah, by Bessel van der Kolk. Yeah. And apparently when you're in stressful situations, it's very helpful to shake around mm -hmm. and stuff. But yeah, but Kelsey basically was like inches from death and had to, had to get out of the car in the worst town in the world. And I was like, oh my God. It was, I, I had the response, like I was in total shock. Like I was not freaking out at all. I was just completely like stone cold sober just just frozen um but so like you got out of the you got out of the car and were like pacing in the parking lot of the gas station i filled up the car and then like both of us were like okay i we we need like need like a bottle of water or something like this we've been driving for like 6 hours already something something along those lines so we go into the the shittiest most fucked up depressing gas station that I've ever seen in my entire life. It just like it didn't even seem like it had things in it. Like you walked in and it was almost confusing. It was like, "Oh, do you, do you guys sell things here?" Eventually yeah. we found like a bottle of water and well, I remember when we went to go pay for the bottle of water. First of all, there were baseball cards in a rack about a packet of baseball cards, but the woman who was working there was about she could have been 52 but she also could have been a thousand you know what i mean she was just old and beaten down and, and she told broken us broken down she was like well i can't stand because i worked a double yesterday and my knees are giving me hell it was so and we dark. were like oh my god grandma has to work a double grandma's the working a double at the fucking country? gas station what the hell is going on here yeah terrible this is like a town that used to have some sort of, it used to be, you know, adjunct to some kind of industry, I bet. And then the whole industry shut down. And now there's just people living there that are like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I, I just live here. I don't know what to do all day. Yeah. So grandma's working double at the gas station. She's like, well, yesterday they didn't have the chair, but today they were kind enough. They 
brought out a chair for me to sit on. No. Oh, I know. Both of us no. were like, man, we almost died, but we wish that you were, were dead. <laughs> Not in a mean and way. And she does too, frankly. Not in a mean way. Yeah, she wishes she was dead, too. <laughs> Just and not in a mean way for her, either. Give Grandma a fucking break, Wait, dude. She needs a fucking rest. Seriously. Talk about a rest stop. Grandma it, needs a rest stop. It was also... It was connected to this restaurant that was called... It was literally called, like, the Freedom Patriot Diner or yeah, something it was. like that. Country Pride Diner. Country Pride Freedom Patriot America <laughs> Diner. Yeah. And it was just, like, you looked Serving inside... dog shit. Just... Yeah, dog shit. These people, food. these people deserve better. I mean, they just, they just deserve better. Yeah, Grandma got a deserves lot of better. Pride, you know. Yeah. And what did it get them? I guess so. Fucking country pride dog shit on a fucking plastic tray. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, like you know, obviously everyone was drinking like two liters of like RC cola. Yeah. And fucking housing whatever they got at the country pride buffet. Which didn't, I, for a second, Kelsey Ann and I were like, should we eat here? And then I just was like, dude, just fuck it. I'll eat corn nuts. I don't care. Let's get out of here. We, we ate at a McDonald's. If we stay here longer, we'll just move here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so we, yeah, we should take that fucking near death experience as a sign. Fucking boogie. Whoo. But yeah, so we nearly lost our lives in uh, pencil tucky. And then we had to drive through the driving rain all the way through Ohio and Indiana and finally land here in Chicago, where we are right now. It's fucking Lollapalooza, by the way. Yeah. Bunch of fucking stupid idiots up and down the street. A lot of like ratchet white girls wearing like hot pink underwear over fishnets with like yeah, what litter on their stomachs full body I, fishnet thing i, I don't know seeing. man it's crazy it's crazy yeah. and like all these it's they're all teenagers too like everyone yeah. there well, is like, 14 this is the thing it's not for me to know it's i i don't need to know what the f- full body fishnet is about because that's <laughs> yeah, not that's for right. me anymore nope i don't not. need to know about that trend i'll never do it and it's not about me I'm too old. That's right. I remember just recently I walked into a store and I was like, this is not for me. Like it was like one of the first times that I walked into a clothing store and it was not catered towards my demographic. It was an Urban Outfitters. It was an Urban Outfitters. And I was like, this is no longer for me. Yeah. It's a place where young people shop. Yeah, this yeah. is for an 18-year-old. And I don't know what they're wearing. And nothing here makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, totally. Exactly. We dude. were also talking about, like, dated slang. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, millennials were getting let's old. Let's be fucking and honest. We're like, Gen Z slang is dog shit. You guys suck at I this. I disagree. You do? Nah, that's so bah humbug. I'm saying, like... You think e- so? Every generation has weird slang. You think Gen Z slang is bussin'? Oh, No cap. God. For real, for real. I mean, on God. On God? On God. That's what they say? Yeah, that's oh. like they're swearing to God. They're, they're putting the phrase that they just said, on God, in his name. Oh, wow. I've heard swear for God. like Swear for God. But that's, yeah. that's, that's just, just that's, that's how black people the te- speak. That's just black people? <laughs> yeah. All right. So we have to find the difference between Bussin, just black people no and Gen Zers For real, for real. Races. On God. One of my favorite, I saw... A- <laughs> <laughs> I saw a picture on the internet recently where they had photoshopped that shitty broccoli top haircut that all mm-hmm. the young kids have. They do. Onto, onto uh, George W. Bush. Nice. In the picture of him getting whispered to in oh, Sarasota. And it said, it said, Mr. President, the situation in New York is not bussing. For real, for real. Fuck. God damn it. What if... What if JW was a fucking, I mean, GW? My yeah, G-dubs. What if G-dubs was a fucking Zoomer? That would be, that would be <laughs> hilarious. We're going to have a Zoomer president. Yeah. Of one course. of these days. So wait, but I, I want to go back to dated slang. Yeah. Um, oh, our slang. Word. No one says that anymore. Word. Dated. People say that. I don't think so. People say it. Um, fire. Fire. That's I think that dated. Sounds, that sounds old now. It's referring to something as fire. That's so fire. I always hated that, though. Slay. Like, that slay. slays. That like slays. Slay. People use that. Okay, that's also like drag culture. Yeah, So yeah. maybe uh-huh. that will stand the test of time. Here's an old one. Swag. Nobody says swag anymore. He's got swag. No. That sounds like something President Obama would say. 
President Obama. Like I could see him saying swag. <laughs> We're doing presidents by by slang. <laughs> I don't know. I guess President Obama says swag. I think so. Yeah. Well, he is a fucking nerdy dad, isn't I he? I know. Yeah. That's why I'm saying. And nerdy dads are saying that now. I feel like he says. I feel like his slang is even older, though. I feel like he says like cool beans. Oh, cool beans! 1980s cool beans. That's old slang. Oh man. Yeah. What else? Um. Babe, we're all getting we're all gonna get replaced. Yeah. Every single generation. They gets will replaced. not replace us. Way watch. Hey, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? I don't like that. <laughs> I didn't specify who they is. They the zoomers. That's <laughs> that's what they were really mad about at Charleston. <laughs> all right, let's get off of this. Let's get on to <laughs> Just save your own ass. Let's get on to today's topic for this episode, and that is Gabby Petito. Ever oh. heard of her? I've heard of her. I don't know what I don't know a single fucking thing about this case. Really? I'm Everybody shocked. was all mad about it earlier this year. Yeah, they were mad. Everyone was all pissed off. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like the whole world knows this case. Or was that last year? It was twenty twenty one. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was last year. Um See? you know, tiny blonde girl goes missing, whole nation freaks out, yada yada. <laughs> we know this. Tale as old as time. We've been here before. I always um, love that um that one Dave Chappelle joke. I think it's in Killing Him Softly where he talks about how like everybody lost their fucking minds over Elizabeth Smart. Elizabeth Smart was gone for like six fucking months. She got like like the guy literally like got her to like marry him or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he tells this story about this like girl named like I can't remember her name, but it was like Alicia or something. She was like lived in Baltimore and she was like seven years old and she was a black kid and she got kidnapped and taken to a basement and literally like she figured out how to untie the knot that was wrapped around her wrists. Jeez. Like seven? and she figured yeah, she was seven years old. She figured out within like a couple of hours how to untie that knot. And literally break out the window in the basement. She knew where she was at. She ran home, and she was at home for dinner that night. And he Good was job, like, Alicia. "How come nobody knows about her?" <laughs> you know why. All right. So, what happened to this white bitch? So, um, yeah, I'm just gonna sort of like I'm gonna give you the basics since you don't know anything about it. But I think some of our listeners are well versed. Listeners, we missed you. We missed you. I so feel like much. we have so much more to talk about too. We have more stories. We'll save that for the mini soda on yeah. Friday. Um, but I think that I got to a deep amount of layers in this case. Some stuff that I had not even heard as someone who's right? followed it. Um, so we're gonna be unspooling those today. So basically, Gabby Petito was a 22-year-old woman from Long Island, New York, who disappeared in September 2021 from her trip across the country in a van with her 23-year-old fiancé, Brian Laundrie. Oh, no. They were doing van life? Van life. Hashtag van life. Shit. When Laundrie arrived back in Northport, Florida, where the two had been living, without her and refused to cooperate with law enforcement in an effort to find her, the couple became the fascination of the national news media. Well, I'll tell you what, it's not a fucking good start. Not a good start. (laughs) No. But we are going to start at the beginning. So who were Gabby Petito and Brian Laundrie? Gabrielle Venora Petito. Fascinating name. Venora. 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 I mean, I don't know. I think it's got to be Venora, don't you? Um, was born on March 19th, 1999. Uh, she was born and raised in Blue Point, New York. Damn. She was the eldest of six siblings. The eldest of six? Yeah. Wow. That's a big family. Yeah, in today's day and age. Today? Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, not a big family in 1922, <laughs> but that's a bi- it's a big family now. <laughs> that's true. Um, she attended... Bayport Blue Point High School in Bayport, New York. Okay. Poof. And then they moved to Northport, Florida. So Port God family. helped this girl already. Um, and she graduated in 2017. What do you know about Bayport and Northport? That's just so, too many ports. Her freaking Bayport <laughs> Blue Point High School. Yeah. That's a lot. Bay That's Port, a mouthful. Bay, Bayport. I can't even Bay fucking Point, say it. Bayport Blue, Blue Point, Point High School in Bayport, New York. Then she moves to Northport. It's just too much. Okay, that is a mouthful. Too many points and blues and bays and ports. It's just too much. (laughs) Um, Gabby was popular, uh, but not in like a queen bee, like social hierarchy way. In like a everyone liked her kind of way. She was well liked. Um, She was well liked. Nice. Which actually like pissed the popular girls off, you know. 
Yeah, I um, do. I do. The popular girls in that. quotation marks yeah. are not necessarily popular. No. In the true sense of the word. Well, you can't be you can't be loved and feared. That's right. That's exactly right. Um so yeah, you know, that that she could be popular without subscribing to the popular agenda, That's so right. to speak, you know. Yeah, that kind of pissed everyone off. Yeah. Um but yeah, she was energetic. She was a social butterfly. She sort of like flitted between groups. That's also something that pisses popular people off because they have to have that one group and one group only. Yeah, that's And you're right. either in or you're out of the group. To maintain supremacy. Yes, To maintain absolutely. control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she was extroverted. She was fun. She was creative and artistic. And more than anything, um, she was described she as... She was killable. <laughs> Having a bright light, like a number of people said that she was just a bright light. Oof. She was incredibly nice to everyone. And this is a direct quote from a family friend. Um, she was a free spirit, very much a free spirit. She was adventurous. She did things to the beat of her own drum. You know, she didn't want to be like everyone else. She was incredibly artistic. She was fun. She was really, really fun. That's from Jennifer McNamara, 54. Fuck. Um, she loved the outdoors, as we see is true later in life with the mm-hmm. hashtag van life. Um, she loved the beach. She loved the color aqua blue. She loved marijuana. Nice. M&M's, the Beatles, butterflies, and sunflowers. Wow. I just Diverse need... range of interests there. <laughs> I'd say no. I'd say it's all the same. No, interest I know. Really. <laughs> That's what I'm um, but no, cute, I just, though. I think that I need she to tell you these like things cute, because. Fun, nice girl. We need to understand who these people are in order to understand what happened to them and why it happened to them. I agree. And I think so much of true crime is facts of a case, which in and of itself can still provide a lot of food for thought, a lot of like, you know, I just think it's a little contextless sometimes. It's like this bad thing happened to this lady. Yeah, you need and it's the like, character well, who's the study. Lady? I, I, you know, let me get even more spooked about it mm-hmm. by understanding what kind of a person she was and how she let her life spiral into such a dangerous zone where something like this could happen to her. Do I love that I mean? the primary drive of all this is for you to get spooked. To get more spooked. To spook yourself. Yeah. Man. Okay, yeah, I, I agree the reg- totally. The, the regular gore and grime just doesn't do it for me anymore. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Gotta go in for more. And I think going in for more is just trying to understand these people as individuals that seem real to us in order to be even more sad and disgusted later. No, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Not necessarily in terms of our purpose, but definitely from a pseudo-journalistic standpoint, that hmm. seems correct to me. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. Um, yeah. So yeah, so... Okay, speaking of like getting to know people, I want to take this time to mention that Gabby was a Pisces. Okay. And I... What does that mean? I didn't know the girl, but boy, does she seem to fit the freaking bill of a Pisces, okay? Oh my God. For all of my astrologically minded listeners out there, aka the women. Yes, everyone loved this in the Ted Bundy episode. Just relax. You got a lot of fan response yes. about the astrology. Yes. These pieces are. I'm more all into fit. astrology. <laughs> to flips. For those uh, for those of you who don't know, right? Okay. I'm more of an astrologist. Yeah. For all those right. of you who don't follow the incredibly popular and imbecilic scam that is astrology. Yes. <laughs> uh, let me break it down for you. Pisces people are known for being emotionally sensitive. Mm-hmm. and gracious mm-hmm. they're seen as the most sympathetic zodiac signs they're like empaths okay um they will go to great lengths to ensure the happiness of those around them uh-huh. they're also creative and imaginative they might even get like lost in thought a lot or be kind of spacey or like get like daydreamers you know yeah yeah they tend to put like positive spins on things mm-hmm. um they tend to be like excessively romantic about life and about people, have their head in the clouds, they're open-minded, they're unselfish, and they're adaptable. Nice. Wow. Yeah. So getting a little more serious Bullshit, but okay. I think this paints just like such a vivid picture of a woman who is known for befriending the little guy, like 
for being sympathetic to the pain of others and someone who wants to go with the flow, someone who would be open-minded about a fucking dweeb like Brian Laundrie. Totally. A reclusive kid who like no one really liked, you know? Wow. A kid with like demons and like strong opinions. You say kid. Did they go to high school together? They did. Oh my God. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So she, he was the guy who nobody else wanted to hang out with, but because she had such a big, sweet little heart, mm-hmm. um, she gave him the time of day, and then that yeah. led to them being in a relationship that is mm-hmm. wound up in a weird place. Yes, you're following me. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Yep, I'm following. Yeah. So we're like the shadow side of Pisces. Just relax. Just relax. I can see you tensing. Just relax. <laughs> I'm fine, Everyone's babe. fine. Um. The shadow aspects of Pisces are that they can be indecisive. They can lack foresight. Okay. They fall into sentimentalism. Mm-hmm. They have bad boundaries. And they give people the benefit of the doubt in potentially dangerous situations. And they give great head. And they give great head. That's what I've always said about Pisces. Yep. Fish mouth. So They're fish, right? You know, this, this is painting a picture of a woman who felt bad for Brian Laundry, right? I mean, yeah. If we are to believe that what astrology says about anyone who's a Pisces is true, then yes, that's a compelling case. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, I just think, and I'm, I'm, th- I'm using conjecture here, okay? Uh-huh. But I think that this paints a really vivid picture of someone who maybe felt sentimental about this boy from high school, loving her so much, controllingly much, you know, it's it's romantic, right? It's like uh, this woman, she could be so, you know, open-minded about her fiancé's, like, you know, odd habits and controlling <laughs> ideas. You know, a woman who could always see, like, something from another's perspective. Sure. Who was, like, sensitive to the pain of others, who would do anything to make people happy, and who could adapt to living in a tiny van in the extreme heat of southwestern July, when, you know, Brian decided that their journey would begin two months early. We'll get to that. Okay. Now I'm going to talk about Brian Laundry. Brian was born on November 18th, 1997. Like Gabby, he attended Blue Point High School. He graduated a year earlier. He was a year older than her. Um, mm-hmm. So he graduated in 2016. And okay, I know you guys noticed he's a fucking Scorpio, which is fucking <laughs> typical. <laughs> And I'm a Scorpio, so I hate to see it. Really bad representation here. Um, But I'm going to go on the record and say that male Scorpios are different from female Scorpios. And everyone knows that. How? Just everyone knows it, okay? Okay, well, what's the difference? Male Scorpios are that brooding guy who, like, gets chicks to fall in love with them because he pretends to be really deep and sad, mm-hmm. but he's actually just, like, controlling. Mm-hmm. And, and, and female Scorpios, I don't know, we balance it out with the, very, the feminine nature. I think, the, I think femininity inherently balances out what is a Scorpio, which is, you know, determined, uh, competitive, um, jealous. Do any of those qualities sound good mixed with testosterone? No, 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 that's true. They don't fucking sound good mixed with estrogen. I know, either. I know. I'll people really what. hate on Scorpios. What can I say? Um, but okay, <laughs> so like tra- traits of Scorpios. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, also, this is my bone to pick with the whole astrological like community. Okay, the worst thing that you can say about a Pisces is that they're too nice. Basically, right. That's the that's the picture that I just laid out for <laughs> yeah. you. And the worst thing that they could say is maybe they're a little indecisive and like maybe they're just too nice to people. And like... What's the worst thing you could say about like, a Scorpio? They're a fucking murderer? <laughs> is yeah, that basically. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they probably did it because they're a Scorpio. Yeah. And like your, your dumb sign, like the worst they ever say about Sagittarius is, is that like... We're too much fun. Yes. Yeah. You're like a little restless for adventure. Yeah, So I call right. fucking bullshit. Okay. Well, the whole thing's bullshit. You'll be glad to know. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But you asked, like, what are the bad qualities of Scorpio? Yeah, right. right well, right. this is the whole. This is my whole beef. Is when you when you look this shit up, like every other sign gets nice stuff said about. Oh, them. but you guys don't get anything. We don't get anything nice. Now, I just pulled up a random fucking article. It's mm-hmm. from Cosmo, mm-hmm. and this is typical <laughs> for what you get when you look up Scorpio. It says passionate in parentheses. Read controlling. Ah, Why do we have to have parentheses? Why can't every other sign just gets to be 
have cool things and ours are always turned dark. Well, maybe you shouldn't be so controlling then. Another one. Persistent. Read obsessive. <laughs> Thanks, guys. They really are just shit. They on just you. like to read strategic. Read secretive. Well, have you guys ever tried being born in a different month? <laughs> Loyal. Fucking idiots. Read vengeful. <laughs> you are God, vengeful, damn. I will say. Fearlessly curious. Read morbid. <laughs> I mean, cool. all of these things do cool. describe And these are the you. things that they say we're going to be into. Climbing the career ladder. You are into that. Meditating. Yes. Martial arts. You could be Forming a cult. You could definitely be into that. Okay, okay. I just think... Yeah, she's got a big smile on her face, listeners. <laughs> no. She knows it's true. I think this is so stupid. <laughs> well, why yeah, does, the why whole does everyone has stupid. to be mean to Scorpio? Well, because the whole thing is just trying to gaslight you into thinking shit about yourself that's based on absolutely nothing. You know what I mean? And then, like, every time... What I've seen in the, the astrology, like, field is that every time you have something that contradicts what the your major sign is, they go, oh, well, that's because you were born at 9.24 p.m. That actually means that you're the opposite thing rising or whatever I know, the fuck. I know, I know. It is Yeah, so it's just because silly. it fails to accurately describe anything. It's like a religion. Yeah. It's all dog shit. It fails to describe anything. Yeah, and it's and recursive. It's kind of so it'll it'll you can use it to explain itself. Yeah. You know exactly, what I mean? It's just because exactly. God face said, that. that's why. Exactly. Because well, because, because you're actually a Taurus moon. Yeah, exactly. Whatever the fuck that means. But you guys, you did hear me when I read the traits for Scorpio, right? Are we getting a little profile of Brian Laundry, you think? Or of your own Kelsey Ann Wacker? I don't know. Could be, could be. Okay, so Laundry would eventually outgrow it, but he was a fat kid. I can't believe that his last name is Laundry. I know. I kind of hate that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird one. You ever, like, that's like when you meet somebody whose last name is a verb. Mm, like what? Like Harms. I used to know somebody with a last name Harms. Ugh. Sabrina. Shout out Sabrina. Oh, okay. Sabrina Harms. It's a sentence. Yeah, she does harm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Huh. I knew there was a kid who went to my school whose name was Stephen Onions. Okay. <laughs> and I never what? met Stephen Onions, but he would always get called over the, the intercom. Oh, fuck. Stephen Onions maker? to the office, please. I don't know. He, he had to go to the office all the time. Maybe he had like type 1 diabetes or something, and he always had to like take his little insulin or something. <laughs> Created a whole story for Stephen Onions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, anyway. It doesn't sound like a troublemaker to me because he doesn't sound cool. It's, it couldn't be Brian Landry. It has to be Brian Laundry. I hope. Now, I'm going to look this up right now because I it. fucking hope I'm not saying this wrong. It'd be hysterical if you were saying Brian Laundry when it's actually Landry. Then fine. I'm just going to keep saying Laundry. <laughs> I like okay. it. All right. Did you hear what I said? We're not journalists. I know we're not, and they know it too. I hope so. Did you hear what I said about him? What, that he's accurately described by no. the Scorpio traits? I said that he was a fat kid. Yeah, he was a fat kid and he grew out of it. Yes, I remember that. Okay, he's 40 pounds overweight mm-hmm. um, with an underbite. Ooh. Like, so pronounced that it looked like he was chewing spit. That's what it's called, right? Like chewing tobacco. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, like he had dipping. dip in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he seemed to be alone a lot. Uh, yeah. He did not have a lot of friends. Yeah. He sat alone in the lunch cafeteria and he once posted the facebook status quote eat the spaghetti to forget your regretty oh my god i'm telling you i went deep on this you know it's fucked up i know where that's from what is it from it's from 4chan what yeah that's a 4chan thing oh my god of course regretty spaghetti yeah of course he was oh wow of course this guy was on 4chan 100%. Okay. Yeah, that's they have these things called uh, uh, green texts um, where they tell a little story where they sort of narrate their own actions. And one of the very first ones, one of the most famous ones, was about a guy who um, he had like spaghetti in his pockets or something like that. Okay. I can't remember why, what the story was like, but basically he he was going on a date with a girl and it was finally going well, but then all of a sudden... He had to take his hand out of his pockets and spaghetti started falling out of his pockets and oh. he got really embarrassed and the girl left him. 
Oh, wow. Which is kind of a funny story. <laughs> I would not leave a guy with spaghetti in his pockets. You, re- you, yeah, well, because you're morbid and obsessive. I want in on that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Tell me what the fuck is wrong with you that you're What's gonna going to have spaghetti you? in your pockets. I know. you fucking lock the door and say, explain yourself. <laughs> I would, I would. Start at the beginning. Um, yeah, so, God, he was on 4chan. Mm-hmm. See, this is one of the reasons I wanted to do this episode, specifically talking about, like, things I found about Brian because I want the male perspective of like, what kind of guy is this? You know, you know what I mean? what's funny? Like I was also on 4chan, but because I, I was handsome and athletic, um, 4chan didn't like become like d- when guys with huge, like fat guys with like huge underbites get oh, onto 4chan, it yeah. makes, turns them into serial killers. I guess. Um, all it did was just give me a really fucked up sense of humor. Oh boy. Okay. Because I yeah. otherwise had a totally healthy childhood. <laughs> But here's the thing. We'll never let our kids. Oh, I know no. exactly how you can misbehave on the internet. So I'm never going to let my kids touch an internet that Anyone I. Anyone have any tips? Send it our way. I mean, I don't know how to do that. So we'll have to cross that bridge, I guess. So Brian, understandably, struggled with anxiety. Yeah. Um, As he entered high school, he channeled that anxiety though and like loneliness into hobbies okay nice. so he what loves kind of like long solitary hikes he took up drawing uh he mostly worked on like faithful renderings of his favorite like cartoons and comics. oh my god this is actually like a <laughs> this is actually like a picture perfect profile of like the autistic person? 4chan 4chan user oh boy really yeah seriously Okay, like drawing like pictures drawing. of like Sonic the Hedgehog. And oh, God. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, God. Okay. So, um, uh-huh. yeah, nothing original from what I could find. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and I have a quote here. Quote from, this is from Brian. Mm-hmm. I will actually attribute all of my skill in painting to dissecting the works of Mike Mignola, the creator of Hellboy. Hellboy. He okay. He goes on to say, I have never attended any schooling for art. But because of my love of comics, I never needed a second in the classroom. Okay. All right. I mean, could that could that statement be more pretentious? No, it's absolutely up his own fucking ass. And who is he talking to here? Yeah. Wh- <laughs> Was he giving he an interview? To? Like he this is like he's speaking as if he's like at a retrospective of his work. Yeah. <laughs> or like at, at least all you at did was like a copy cartoons you fucking ding dong yeah yeah he never needed a second in the classroom again that 4chan user profile like delusions of grandeur mm. you know um i mean fat and underbite that also <laughs> describes him anyway yeah. keep on going all right so he liked um now i'm gonna have a hard time pronouncing this but i know you'll know it chuck palinuk books i think that's exactly like how you say it. fight club and stuff yeah okay Chuck Palahniuk. Chuck Palahniuk. So like Lullaby, Survivor, Haunted, Choke, and then of yeah. course Fight Club. There were more, but those are the most popular of course, ones. Of course. Um, what think- he doesn't realize is that like the the machismo that Palahniuk writes with is being mocked by Palahniuk. One hundred percent. This is the it's classic like a social mistake. commentary. Yeah, it's the classic yeah. mistake of like people who watch like American Psycho or like Fight Club. And, like, side with Tyler Durden. You're not supposed to. You're supposed to think he's a fucking tool, dude. You're supposed to understand that this is a takedown of all the things that he believes. Yeah. And you I know? actually, um, Palinuk did a an interview once where someone confronted him on his his books being nihilistic. Yeah. And he was like, no, I, I'm actually a romantic. Yeah. I I think people read my books sometimes misunderstanding that we're not supposed to side with the main character that I'm writing about. Yes, exactly. I'm not saying that this is my philosophy. Mm -hmm. I'm writing about people who feel disenfranchised and have sort of morphed that into something destructive. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, So, but you're supposed to not agree with that decision. You know, you're supposed to think that that's a fucking mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just think from from this, like knowing his favorite author, it's so fucking typical too. Like this, I know exactly who this guy is. This is also the guy who watches the like Christopher Nolan Batman movies yeah. and thinks that he's the Joker. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh God, it's those the guys. same fucking thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just think like cluster I, B I, personality I'm gonna try disorder. to do this with every like 
serial killer or murderer or whatever that yeah. I that I investigate. Because I'm like, oh my god, I feel like I can learn so much about someone by knowing who their favorite author is. Yeah, I or think their that's great. Movie yeah. or, or whatever. Their hobbies. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Character study. Yeah. 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 So, um, Palinuk's books have like distinct similarities with one another, right? Mm-hmm. The characters are people who have been marginalized in one way or another by society, mm-hmm. and they often react with self-destructive aggressiveness. Yeah. And you know, Brian, I think, felt misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And felt like an outcast. Mm-hmm. So this tells me a lot, right? Exactly. Um, besides Palinuk, Brian was also fascinated by the Swedish film The Seventh Seal. Oh, okay. directed by Shut Ingmar Bergman. Up. Yeah, it's such pretentious. As a high schooler. Yeah, exactly. As if you could possibly fucking really grasp. If you if you say if you're 14 or whatever, if you're six, 14 through 18, you say your favorite film is The Seventh Seal. That's you because you're an idiot. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're a fucking moron, dude. Um, so like And you he, read that that's a film that smart people think is cool. Yep. And so he had a favorite quote from this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max von Sydow's character, Sido, Sido, mm-hmm. says, quote, "Through my indifference for people, I've been placed outside of their society. Now I live in a ghost world." Enclosed in my dreams and imaginings. Oh my god, Mister Little Misunderstood. Oh my god, exactly, dude. There's a there's a famous there's a famous cartoon on on the internet of like a. uh... (laughs) Oh my god! Again, we're diving back into when I was in high school and I was on the fucking internet. Um, But there's this famous like cartoon that's like a panel back and forth of like this anime guy like sitting on a train um and he's like got a thought bubble to himself going like she'll never talk to me and then there's like a pretty girl on the other side of the train also with a thought bubble going like um like he'll never notice me and like it goes back and forth and like they both start like romanticizing their own loneliness so much that they start like crying yeah they start crying and then the final panel is like the the girl gets off because She's like, I give up. Like, he'll never notice me. And the guy, like, um, has the thought bubble. And he goes, like, he, she got off the train because of me. And then he goes, fuck this gay earth. What? <laughs> fuck. And it's supposed to, like, it's, real, it's supposed to make you feel really emotional. Fuck this gay earth. And so somebody took that. That was a famous, like, like stupid Oof. cartoon, like, self-centered, idiotic cartoon that got posted over and over and on the internet. And finally, somebody took it. And, like, drew a giant thought bubble around it and then illustrated a big, fat, smelly guy sitting on public transportation thinking, like, oh, yeah, that's why she won't talk. That's totally me. And then, like, a normal girl, like, looking at him going, like, ew, what a freak. Oh, that's, that's Brian Landry. That is Brian Landry. No girl sits across from a stinky fat guy and says, ew, what a freak. No, nobody does. But the thing is, only stinky fat incel, like, autistic internet people romanticize themselves so fucking much they do like dude you're 16 you really think society is like outcast you this was always my problem with like fucking you remember that book the catcher in the rye oh i completely agree i hate that book yeah holden caulfield is that guy he's brian landry he thinks that everyone doesn't pay attention to me Mm. everyone's a faker what was it a phony i'm too a phony yeah i'm too smart i know everything but again that was another book that was written so that you i think it was written so that you read it and roll your fucking eyes at holden caulfield because Mm. he's a dweeb or at least I think that's what you're supposed to get out of it. But I think a lot of people read it and go like, oh, my God, he's literally me. Yeah, well, we, we read it in high school. And I think the curriculum was like teaching us like, mm, like, how are you like different? Like how? Yeah, like, it exactly. was like teaching it. At no, face this value. guy's a fucking asshole. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. Man. Yeah. Anyway. um, Yeah. So yeah. that's obviously Fuck very self-satisfied, self-mythologizing. Self-mythologizing, yes. To even imagine oneself as indifferent to people, right? Like, I think the more indifferent you style yourself, like, yeah, the more exactly. obsessed you are the more fucking by sensitive other people and, and how they yeah, perceive hurt. you. Exactly, that's right. And being right. accepted by them. Yep, that's correct. Yep. So we have, like, some of his journals and stuff, too. And he wrote in his journal, why did I say that? Why did I say anything I have ever said? 
And then in another place he wrote, how am I supposed to tell friends about my mental health without feeling like a burden? Which is a more understandable idea. That's uh, true. Yeah, totally. Totally. Okay. So he was already struggling with some mental health stuff that he felt like he couldn't tell anyone about. Mm -hmm. And incredibly self-conscious. Yeah, of course. Of course. But that's... Socially weird, Especially self-conscious on the internet leads to this self-mythology. It's not good, folks. Yeah, exactly. Not a good picture. Being a sensitive teenage boy and exposed to the internet, it's not good for people. Yeah. It ain't good. So interestingly, there is an Instagram picture of Gabby reading Fight Club okay. while they're they're like lounging at a creek in Georgia. The two of them? Mm-hmm. This is fast forwarding along. Fast time. forwarding. Got it. Um, and like she may have really wanted to read that book. I haven't read it. I liked the movie just fine. But you kind of imagine that me, he like made her do it. Yeah. yeah. This to me is like Gabby trying to do something for Brian. Well, like that's... especially at that age, at like 21, 22. Uh-huh. I feel like you're so prone, especially as a woman, correct me listeners if I'm wrong, you like are prone to picking up hobbies and interests that mirror your partners, you know? Yeah, definitely. To like either please them or to shut them up. Or just because you spend time together. Yeah. You know? But I mean like hobbies that you know you don't like. Okay. Well. You know what I mean? Do <laughs> You got any that you, <laughs> which ones don't you like that you have to do because of me? Oh, that's a good question. Hanging out with people. I don't like hanging out with people. Yep. Yep. Um, being social that's really that's really the one I'll think about it later I just yeah. like you know I think that there are like bands that girls pretend to like and oh maybe, definitely maybe guys do this too but I just feel like it's more I don't it's know more, a woman's empathy and like we're more like we want you to feel valued like we want your interests to feel valued or whatever totally. whereas I think a guy at that age would be like I don't fucking like that yeah exactly yes you I know? agree yeah guys we feel like to, like, a lot more free to be go, dismissive yeah yeah yeah, 100%. yeah so especially assholes yeah. yeah so and I also like imagine that you can't bring a ton of books in that little tiny van of theirs so whatever books you do choose to bring yeah must be strategic i agree so i wonder if brian brought like fight club and it was like one of two books that they brought or whatever yeah. you know what i mean yeah totally books are heavy yeah books are heavy books are heavy if you're traveling light you can't have too many books so palinux writing also often contains anti-consumerist themes mm-hmm. and that was another one of laundry's obsessions he was obsessed with minimalism. Yeah. He was obsessed with like survivalism. Okay. And his favorite phrase, his life mantra was living more with less. I mean, yeah, there's a healthy way to do that. Um, it does sort of seem like, I mean, this is the picture you've painted. Right. But it does sort of seem like that, that shit is like antisocial behavior. Like he, him just going like... Mm, you know, girls don't like me, but I finally got one. So, mm, mm, so you don't. Society doesn't like me, so I don't like society. I'm gonna go live in the woods, like Ted Kaczynski kind of. Yeah, shit. it does. Kind without of feel that the way. without the philosophical backing, you know no what I mean? No philosophical backing. Just here. the personality disorder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, speaking of like living more with less. That is why he was so attracted to hashtag van life, right? Right, totally. While as Gabby's pursuit of the idea had more to do with the travel itself. Yeah. She really had a travel bug. She wanted to see the world. She wanted to see the country, see the world. Implies engaging with other things and people. Yes. And not necessarily just living in a van for the rest of her life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, one of his... <laughs> Which may be what Brian Laundrie wanted to do. I think he did. Yeah. So one of Brian's friends, I don't know, friends, friends, acquaintances, said, quote, these last two years were the most public and open he has ever been. He's a pretty disconnected off the grid type guy, not Mm -hmm. the selfie type. Mm -hmm. Okay. New rule for the podcast. Yeah. Fucking Florida woman podcast life rule number 41. Do not trust an off the grid type guy. Definitely don't trust an off the grid type guy. That is not the right type guy. We personally know a couple of like really fucked up toxic relationships that have involved a guy who's like doesn't want their girl to drive and like can't stand living in the city anymore. He wants to live out in the woods in the middle of nowhere is like super controlling about like money, like super controlling about like what she does with her day, you know, like all this shit. This is part of the playbook. Yeah, seriously. this type of guy. Yeah. 
is to then isolate your girl away from everybody else yep. so no one else can have her. Yep. Yeah. So, and that they're dependent on you. If they can't drive, they don't live anywhere, they can't make friends. I mean, they, they live in the middle of nowhere, but yeah. they can't just walk around and make friends and go to a coffee shop. Dude, it's so fucking Then they're sick. dependent on you for literally everything. That also probably means that they don't have a job, so they're dependent right. on you for money. Exactly. Yeah. This is the playbook. Yeah, et cetera, Don't trust fucking an off-the-grid type guy. Yeah. Um, survivalism fascinated him. But for being such an off-the-grid type guy, mm-hmm. while he was on the run after having come home to Northport briefly in the wake of Gabby's disappearance, mm-hmm. he was described by his sister to major news outlets as, quote, a mediocre survivalist. <laughs> Oh, man. She was asked if she thought yeah. Brian could be surviving, like living mm-hmm. in the woods somewhere on the lamb mm-hmm. and like, you know, never to resurface again. And she, and was, she was like, like oh, well, I doubt probably it. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> That's Which, another. for how he styled himself uh-huh. would be a huge ego blow. Of course. He wants but to see himself as this survivalist again, guy. Again, that's this profile of dude. They mythologize themselves because they're all ego. Yeah. But that's the fact that they're all ego and they're self-mythologizing is what keeps them from being able to have any meaningful relationships, which only causes them to do it more. But the fact is, they're actually just a mediocre schlub. Yeah. Like, these are kids who, like, I don't know, I mean, maybe he got told he was really smart when he was a kid or something like that. But, like, it's often like that. And they just go, like, well, I'm the smartest guy in the world. And if I really cared about anything, like... I would really like be the best at it in the whole wide world. I also think that there's something. So even if he wasn't told explicitly like you're smart or put in gifted Mm -hmm. classes or anything like that, I think if growing up. Which can be a very good thing to do. Of course, yeah. Yeah. But if growing up you aren't popular, Mm -hmm. you feel like you don't fit in, Mm -hmm. I feel like the default is to then say, well, if I'm not able to do these normal social things, mm-hmm. I must be really, really smart. I must be special. I must be special. Yeah. And I think so even <laughs> if he wasn't really, I yeah. think the the idea that he didn't think he fit in anywhere else meant that he was special. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. More special than everyone else. Because if he was just like everyone else, then he would fit in. But yeah, he doesn't. exactly. That's right. In his mind. In his mind. In it's his all mind. in his mind. That's right. Um, so we haven't even gotten to the part where Brian and Gabby meet yet. This is all pre meeting each other. Well, but I think, like you said before, it's the most important part. We're like trying to get a, a, a point of view on his character. Yeah. And same thing with Gabby. Like, yep. Gabby, you've described as being very sweet and maybe kind of simple. Mm hmm. Was she like terribly smart or like um, did she have many goals or she was just like a... She did have goals, but they weren't like traditional goals, like go to college or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, she just wanted to live life kind of on her own terms. Yeah. And in that great. way, she was adventurous and sort of unique. Yeah. 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 But in other ways, you know, she was romantic mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. go with the flow. Yeah, totally. And okay. then along comes someone like Brian and he's already got a flow. Yeah. So yeah, and some flaws. I guess she's going with it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's even going if it's with no the flaw. fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So right before high school, mm-hmm. Brian cuts his hair. Oh, he had long stringy hair. Of course, of course. School That's another thing hair. they all do. I, I don't know why they think yeah. they're a rock star or something like. <laughs> I don't. I, don't know. I just don't know. So just before high school, he cuts his hair. Yeah. He made a few friends that summer that shared his interests, quote guns and stuff. <laughs> Okay, not a great, again, not a great start. Yes. Yeah. Then sophomore year, uh-huh. he decides, quote, I got to worry about my zen. He gets really okay. into yoga okay. and he okay. loses 40 pounds. You, that's great. Honestly, that's very good. Good very for productive. you, dude. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So by junior year. Hopefully he fucking got off the internet too. I don't know about that. Okay. He finally gets up the courage to speak to Gabby Petito. Okay. They were virtual opposites, as you can see. Yeah. One was outgoing. One was reclusive. Mm-hmm. One had plenty of friends. One had no friends. Gabby did not share his interest in guns. Yeah. Uh, she and her two brothers actually starred in a music video for a local Long Island singer. Oh, no. Yes. Uh, okay. Yes. It's exactly how you would imagine. Okay. Called Irreplaceable. And it's inspired yeah. by the Sandy Hook massacre. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, so 
what they did both enjoy is going to the beach, hiking. They loved Star Wars. They and they Star hated Wars. littering. Okay? Okay. So those things were enough to spark a friendship. Yeah. Give them something to talk about. And so that was enough to spark a friendship. Give them something to talk about, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a quote from a really well-written Vanity Fair article about this case by Kathleen Hale. Yeah. And she has a quote here. Quote, they reminded each other of Frog and Toad, a collection of children's stories about two seemingly incompatible best friends. Oh. A sleek, dashing frog who is demonstrative and cheerful, and a toad a mottled and stouter individual who is more solemn and occasionally disappears to be by himself. I loved those books. And that's really fucking sad, man. Why is it sad? Well, it's sad because like it is often true that opposites attract and it's, it would be so nice if maybe they could have had a healthy fucking relationship with one another. Yeah. It turns out in life, it wasn't that she was frog and he was toad and that they were sort of opposite but compatible, turns out that he literally was a fucking monster. Okay, well, you know what? I said I don't know anything about this case. I'm assuming that he fucking kills her. Is that true? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, all right. (laughs) Okay, so in this case, it wasn't that... It was a sweet story about two people who... Um, and maybe they, like, balance each other out, bring each other out of their... understand one another. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like balance each other out. Bring... She brings him out of his shell, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, he maybe... No, like, it turns out he was actually a fucking depth. never-ending black hole. Yeah. And his personality was so overriding and overbearing and central to everything. That he took her down with him. His own, yeah, egomania led to her death. Yeah. By the way, I'm looking at a fucking picture of her right now, uh-huh. and goddamn, you, could, you just couldn't find a cuter, sweeter-looking little girl. I know. God. I know. Yeah. For those of you who haven't seen a picture, she's like, she's she thin looks like an elf, and yeah, she kind of looks like an elf. She has this blonde hair and these like, these like kind of almond blue eyes, yeah. and just like chubby cheeks and. She's a really nice smile. I mean, she just, she does, she looks like a little girl. She's 22. Yeah. But yeah, she, definitely that innocence of childhood, that spark of joy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fuck, so they dude. also loved forensic files. They watched forensic files ah. together. Now listen, I'm as into true crime as the next 32-year-old female. But do you think it's like a bad sign or a red flag that your 20-year-old boyfriend is into it? Your reserved, reclusive 20-year-old boyfriend who considers himself to have a dark, nihilistic personality. Yeah. The fact that he's into like like shows that are about centralizing human suffering and yeah. pain. But Forensic Files is like the more science-y one. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. It's like... Well, I'll tell you what. Like I didn't real. watch any of this shit until I met you. You know I know. I, mean? I just feel like that's a little bit of a red flag. I would say so. Like I think, I think it's different. Sorry, double standard. A twenty-year-old girl can be into it. A twenty-year-old man cannot be into it. Sorry, <laughs> in it's your just opinion. True. Yeah. Um. So Brian and Gabby become friends, yeah. and much to Brian's dismay, they stay that way for years. The wrath of a man friend-zoned. Oh my God! It's it never goes away. Yeah. Especially because once again. This personality type, it's all about like mythologizing the self. Yep. So if you're stuck in the friend zone, it's because everyone's out to get you. Nobody sees how special you are. Victim complex. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So they graduate from high school. Yeah. After high school, um, now it should be noted, Bayport Blue Point High School Bayport boasts a 90% college attendance rate. Nice. 90, 90%. That's good. But neither Brian nor Gabby would go on to college. They went on to a van. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Brian got a job at a local Long Island high or Long Island hardware store, excuse me, and like garden center where he would cool. lecture his coworkers about the miraculous healing powers of yoga. Okay. All right. Again, listen, being into yoga is great. Yeah. Losing 40 pounds when you're overweight. That's great. Way to go, man. Um, so I have a quote here. Quote, I thought he was this weirdo. Michael, a coworker, later recalled. <laughs> yeah. He never came across as the kind of person that would be the killing type, but he did have that tendency to be, I don't want to say the wrong thing and make him sound worse than he already is, but okay. the guy 
he was kind of a guy who would get pissed off pretty quick. Okay. End quote. Yeah. So quick to anger. Like, oh, how do you not understand the benefits of pranayama? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the example? No, I'm just making oh, that up. I'm like, yeah, if yeah. he's talking about yoga all day, and it's, none of his coworkers understand how the <sighs> breath force is the life force. The fuck or do you whatever. mean you don't, you've never heard of Iyengar? Yeah, right. You tell me you've never done yoga? You fucking piece of shit. Yeah. So, Gabby would follow a boyfriend, not Brian, hopeless romantic again, mm-hmm. to Cape Fear, North Carolina, where she got a job in a kitchen. Emphasis on hopeless? I mean, like, her romanticism's uh, yeah. taking her all over the fucking place. Yeah. So, um, she works in the kitchen, which Heard I think that. is fucking damn cool. That um, is cool. She's frying up pickles, smoking brisket. Nice. She would stay there for two years. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Brian's parents had since moved from Long Island to Northport, Florida, where they both had a house and managed some rental properties. The New York to Florida pipeline. We've discussed it before. Yes. Yep. So he was couch surfing, living in New York, because his, his parents no longer lived there. And I guess, I don't know, he didn't make enough of the garden center or something. I don't know. He just couch surfs All with, right. like, friends. Anyway. On so, Long Island? I mean, I feel I like you could get an apartment out I know. there, man. Come on. But he doesn't have, like, a real home base or, like, a real plan. So uh-huh. apparently he would also, that summer, make a few close female friends who told him he was, quote, like a brother. Damn, Damn, this guy's ego's taking hits from Oof. all sides right now. <laughs> I, know, I know. Damn, Oof. how much more of this can you take, dude? I don't know. Gabby moves. And babe, he deserves vagina. Yes, he deserves it just for existing. Don't you remember how special he is? Yes, he's so special. He's so special, so these girls should have sex with him and then leave him alone forever. Right. If vaginas do not understand how special he is, then vaginas must die. Exactly. That's right. That's right. So uh, Gabby spends two years in North Carolina working in a kitchen. She comes Mm -hmm. back to New York in January of 2019. Okay. But having lived, you know, somewhere else, anywhere else than Mm -hmm. Long Island, she is now finding it depressing. Yeah. Yeah. So It is. She's like, okay, and you know, I actually have a soft spot for Long Island, as as maybe some of the listeners know. Okay, you were born there. Yeah, poor Jeff. That's right, baby. Um, but yeah, so she and wanted nice. to travel. I mean, again. hey, in the summertime, go out to a farm stand, get some corn, get some zucchini. I love it. A couple tomatoes. It's it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Greenport's but she gets great, back nice and town. she's like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. To I didn't be here realize permanently how bad this is fucking not good. Sucked. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So she wants out. She wants to travel again uh-huh. badly. Yeah. She just wanted to quote, do fun, cute, adventurous shit with someone. Yeah. It's a quote from her. Of course. And Brian wanted that too. Oh no, is that why? Shut up. They begin hooking up in July 2019. And it was dramatic from the jump. I can imagine. Okay. Yeah. Is that a dated phrase now too? From the jump? From the jump? Off from the, jump? the get? From the get? Anyway, I'm a millennial. Just forgive me. High school friends. I don't think any Zoomers are listening to this. Even gossiped. Oh, they're definitely not. About the relationship being toxic right away. Okay? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But even when they began officially dating, Gabby kept it a secret from her parents. Okay. I just think there's something there. That's all. Yeah. I think that's her subconscious. If he's weird enough you don't want to tell mom and dad that you have a boyfriend. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, that infuriated Brian. Of course. Again, he him being the gets center a of the universe. Yeah. Not only a girlfriend, but Gabby Petito. Very cute, sweet little blonde girl, Gabby Petito. Yeah. Everyone's favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And she's not... She's embarrassed. She's embarrassed of him. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. And this anecdote really gets me. Mm-hmm. So, Gabby visits him at the garden center. And she gets to chatting with one of his colleagues. And Brian would not stop coming up behind her, casually laying his hand over her shoulder and pulling her in for a kiss. Ew. And this literally made everyone except him feel uncomfortable. Including her. Including her. Now, you can picture this, right? It's one thing when like a sweet, happy couple is doing a lot of PDA and everyone else is going, ugh. But at least the both of them are into it. But in this case, he's coming up and fucking 
forcing her to do disgusting, embarrassing shit. While she's in a conversation with someone else. In the middle of a conversation. Like, hey. like ambushing her. Hey, stop. From behind. But she's too nice. She's too sweet to yeah. say, don't do that. Yeah. Fuck. Ugh. But that's just yeah. so creepy. That just it makes is creepy. so creepy to me. It is creepy. So, Laundry, remember Michael, his coworker? Well, think about the core of that interaction. It's I'm forcing my, my intimacy onto you against your will. I think it's also that she was talking to one of his coworkers, a male yeah. coworker. And I think it's like, this is mine. Yeah, exactly. Like, she's mine. Exactly. This is my property. This belongs to me. Yeah, I think that's kind of how he felt. Ugh. That's what the gesture says to me anyway. Totally. Yeah, I agree with you. So Laundry was then described by, again, his coworker, Michael Livingston, 31, fellow mm-hmm. Garden Center employee, as a chameleon, which uh, sends shivers down my spine. Yeah, again, a horrible thing to be described Quote, as. Quote, he was a good employee and he knew how to talk to people. He knew how to make people like him. He knew how to make people happy, and he knew how to make people buy the product that we had. Honest. He had the same kind of air you would be taught if you worked at a car dealership. Yeah. Everyone's favorite personality type. A car dealership. Yeah. Guy. What do you call it? A, a salesman. Fucking salesman. Yeah. yeah. Car well, this, salesman. this quote, this personality trait of being this chameleon who actually can turn it on when need be and charm people... Will resurface. Will resurface sure. yeah. when they have a domestic incident involving law enforcement. Okay. We'll return to that. Gotcha. So Petito would visit the garden center maybe two to three times a week, Livingston said. And she would like ask the staff how they were doing and she was very like yeah, wanted being to know her about sweet their lives. Self, yeah. yeah. And they would talk about like road trips she wanted to go on, like little uh-huh. travel itinerary she was dreaming up, plans to travel. Mm-hmm. Quote, he would come over and do the boyfriend thing, put his arm around her, give her a kiss. Very possessive, he says. Mm-hmm. I remember from back then, he was a big yoga nut, always telling me, I got to worry about my zen. And I thought, this guy's a weirdo. Yeah, he's a weirdo. Totally. And then he goes on to say, Gabby, she was always a sweetheart, very peaceful. Mm-hmm. She was always very nice to me and she was really outgoing. I think the only reason why she settled for him is he wanted to travel. Wow. Ominous. Yeah, ominous. Yeah. So travel they I would. Wonder, I wonder why she felt like she couldn't travel on her own. 22-year-old single female? Yeah. Who hasn't really been out much? No offense, Gabby. I mean, no, I'm not saying that it's not wise, but don't you think that's the kind of person who would think that they could travel all over yeah, by maybe. themselves? Yeah, maybe, yeah. I don't know. So but remember, she wants to do fun, cute, adventurous shit with someone. Yeah, like live in a van. and. So she has this idea of, I don't think she wants with to be a someone. solo person. I don't yeah. think she wants to like be a survivalist. Yeah, you're right. I, she wants I get to do that. fun, cute shit with someone. I you think know? you're right. Yeah, yeah. So that fall, around someone, September. the operative phrase, yeah. Someone, anyone. Anyone, <laughs> yeah. Even and, Brian Laundry. And I Laundrie. think probably a lot of her former friends or whatever are in college. They didn't go to college, remember? Yeah, good point. He's like probably one with a 90% college acceptance rate or whatever. I'm sure she's, I don't know, her and Brian might be the only two kids that are 20, 21, whatever, in Bayport who aren't in college. Yeah, great Who point. could actually just go travel if they wanted to. That's got to be really isolating to be like, you know, because academia is the structure. Yeah. I mean, academia, high school, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, school is the structure, and then all of a sudden you're thrown out into the world with just to by yourself. Yeah. And literally all of your colleagues and peers, anybody who's your age – who's pretty much normal, yeah. is in college where you aren't for yeah. one reason or another. You but know? Brian isn't either, so... Yeah, exactly. So Kind of convenient. Yeah, definitely. He gets me. He gets me. Yeah. We're free spirits together. Pretty much. Um, so, in late September 2019, mm-hmm. a decision is made. Brian and Gabby quit their jobs and travel full-time for a few months. All right, my friends, that's it for part one of our Gabby Petito episode. Uh, Parts two and probably three will be coming out in the following weeks, so stay tuned. Meanwhile, we got regular minisodes coming at you every Friday, and we're so fucking glad to be back, so keep on fucking listening. We 
Ugh. If you were next to me, I'd fucking tussle your hair, give you a reassuring pat on the back, and, and I'd probably call you champ or something like that, because that's how I feel about you. You're my champ. Okay, sport. Until next time. A tiger might call you tiger. That's that's a cool one, too. All right. Tiger. <laughs> I'll see you next week. <laughs>